So whether we live or die, we make it our life's passion to live our lives pleasing to him. This is Life in Perspective, episode nine. Back to the why. (laughs) Let's get it. Welcome to Life in Perspective. I'm your girl, Brenda, and I am super excited to be back with you once again for another episode, y'all. You know how you just have those moments in life where God just consistently back-to-back wrecks you. I really should have called this episode back-to-back because I feel like God has been working extremely hard to get me back to the why. I think he has been slapping me in the face back to back. And, um, you know, I appreciate it. You know, sometimes I'm offended, but I think it's a good thing to be offended by the word of God. I think God is the amazing thing. You know, there's a scripture that tells us that it is sharper than a two-edged sword. And when you think about a sword, you know, sometimes it cuts, sometimes it stabs, sometimes it kills, sometimes it cuts off precisely. Um, And so, you know, sometimes I am honored that the Lord would correct me. That is a form of love. We talked about last week how just love should be our motivation to why we do what we do, why we respond the way that we respond, why we live the way that we live. And it's interesting because this week we're going to talk about back to the why. And I know you're probably thinking like, B, what does that mean? Um, And, you know, I have been processing and I have been reflecting on why I do the things that I do, you know, why I work where I work, why I live where I live, why I have the friends that I have. And, you know, it's interesting because I think that the scripture that um, started us off at the top of this episode is just perfect for the discussion that we'll have today, because it simply says, you know, whether we live or die, we make it our life's passion to live our lives pleasing to him. And honestly, that is my why. And in the world that we live in today, guys, it is so easy to be disconnected with your why. It is so easy to lose sight of your why. Um, it's oftentimes we start to live life by the how. And the interesting thing about how is that how can be a bunch of things. It can be how we're supposed to accomplish this thing that God is calling us to do, this thing that seems so much bigger than we are, or it could be how we feel. (laughs) Oftentimes, disconnects us from our why. And so I just want us to be challenged today to just take a moment and reflect on and think back on our why. You know, why are you currently in the job that you're in right now? Why are you in maybe you're a part of a group uh, or maybe you're part of a small group or maybe you're a part of a group of friends and you just need to take a moment and rediscover your why. You need to reconnect with your why. I think we don't always forget the why, but I think over time there starts to be, you know, a severing of the tie between you and your why. And, you know, I was thinking about how when I first moved to LA, right, I feel like I'm kind of in like a season of transition, whether it be spiritually or in the natural, like I just can feel when transition is going to happen. And I feel like I'm in a season of transition and 
I feel like, you know, God's about to shake some things up. And the weird thing is that it feels like it's going in the opposite direction of my dreams. And it's really interesting because I started to like take a moment and think about when I first moved to L.A., not when I first wanted to move, but when I first moved to L.A. and how I understood that the reason I was coming to LA was for ministry, right? Okay. And the reality is you can do ministry anywhere. So why move to um, one of the most expensive cities in the world to do ministry? (laughs) But I felt called here. Like I felt like there was something on the inside of me. I felt like there was something that God placed on the inside of me that he wanted to deposit in this region of the country, in this region of the world. And I still feel very much so called to LA. And I think that God is just taking me on this journey where he's reminding me like, hey, 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 here's your why. (laughs) Now, because you are obedient to your why, right? We always talk about how I genuinely live by Matthew 6 and 33, where it says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of its righteousness and all of these other things will be added unto you. There's another version of that verse that says, and all of the less important things will be given to you. And it, it just puts right life in perspective. It shows you that really, the most important thing is the will of God is the establishing the kingdom of God on earth and all the less like all the things that are less important which are your dreams and your plans and your desires they're less important but the thing is like guys like if you deny that for me I'll give it to you anyway that's essentially kind of been the testament of my life for the most part but there are moments where you know I get disconnected from the why (laughs) you know LA is always where I wanted to live, but originally it was to pursue my dreams, right? And so it's really easy to get lost in the fact that I think that that's the reason why I'm here. And, you know, God does a great job of reminding me of my why. He does a great job of grabbing me by the collar and reminding me that this ain't that, bro. (laughs) That, you know, although it's what you want to do, although it may be what you love to do, I'll never let you get comfortable in doing that because I need you to recognize that the whole purpose that you are here is to please me. And that whenever you're in a room or whenever you have an opportunity, I, I tell you guys this all the time, it's because he wants to be in the room and there's something that he wants to deposit there, whether it's peace, whether it's joy. And I recognize that when I'm in a room and I don't have the ability to be an outward expression of God, I notice that he's like, all right, time for a shift, right? Time to get you somewhere else because there is something that he has placed on the inside of me that needs to be in that room. And I'm saying this to say that to you, that oftentimes your why is not rooted in the thing that God deposited into you to be deposited into the earth. Sometimes we lose track. Sometimes we make things about us because sometimes God brings us into spaces that align with the things that are in our heart and we get confused. (laughs) And so I think, you know, there are moments where he's like, hey, I got to get you back to the why. Like, I got to remind you that this is about me. And it's it's interesting, right? It's like perfect example, right? When you were younger and your mom would send you to the store and she'd send you with maybe a list, you know, or maybe, you know, you guys have free flowing parents and they didn't always send you with a list. They just told you and wanted you to remember. And you get to the grocery store and there's this list of things that you are there to get, right? There's this list. There is a purpose. The list is your why. But how many times did you get in the store and start living your best life. You like, I'm gonna have some change left over.
over. So there's some things I can make happen in this store. And I feel like oftentimes that's how we are with life. It's like God sends us into a place with an assignment. He gives us a list of things that we need to do. Sometimes the list is incomplete. You know, sometimes we have to take a step in order for another step to be revealed. But there is a purpose and a reason that you're there. And sometimes we get lost in the fact that, man, I wanted to go to the store too. And it's so great that my mom sent me to the store. So now I then start focusing on my plans and what I think should be done in this space. And I lose sight. And sometimes we go back home and we forgot to get something because we were distracted by being in an environment that our heart, you know, that spoke to our heart's desires. And I think, you know, that has happened to me a bunch of times here in LA. You know, I often, you know, feel like there are places that I would rather be, but I also feel like they are not aligned with God's purpose and plan for my life. And I think there's this other thing, right? Because there's like, I I have, for me, I think a great, pretty good understanding of like what I'm called to do. But I think I sometimes get caught up on the how. And I think there is a way that I think it's supposed to happen in my mind. So when I think about a person who is called to influence culture, I think about a person who has influence, right? Who already has the hearts and ears of those that are in culture to be able to influence culture. And there is a part of me that feels like, okay, God, I know that you're going to cause me to do this big thing so that people can pay attention and then I can push them to you. And I think not saying that that won't happen, but I think when we think things like that, we get hung up on what the big thing is and what we need to do to make it happen. And I feel like we always talk about Jeremiah 29 and 11. And I think we just always have to go there because he's like, I love the message version. It says, I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out. And I feel like I have to read it in the message version because then that gets me together. Because it's like, okay, God, I want it to happen like this. Or maybe it's going to happen like this. And we lose sight of the why because then it becomes about the how. Like, how is this going to get done? Like, maybe I need to reach out to this person so the next person could connect me to this person. Or maybe I need to say yes to this so then it puts me in a space to be able to do this. And he's like, I know what I'm doing. I got it all planned out. I got it all figured out. And when... You get serious about me and you make it about me, I'll start to reveal to you the steps that we need to take. And so I am saying all of this to say, I hope that, you know, this is not all over the place like it feels to me. But like, man, y'all, what is your why? Why are you where you are in life today? Like, why are you remaining in a place? Why are you moving to a place? Why are you transitioning? You know, why are you writing the book? Why are you starting the podcast? Why are you starting the business? Why are you writing the film? Whatever it is that you're doing, why are you doing? And what I'm trying to express today that if your why is not rooted in pleasing him, y'all, it ain't the right why. Mm-mm. It's not the right why. And I'm going to be honest with you. There are oftentimes, especially as creatives, we create things for people and it, it, it's not sustainable because people are fickle. You know, today they're with you, tomorrow they're not. And so I'm wondering that if it's cool to create when today they're with you, but when tomorrow they're not, if they are your why, do you stop creating? Do you stop singing? Do you stop writing? Do you stop building? And I think the only thing, no, I don't think, I know the only consistent thing in this world is the Lord. He's the only thing that doesn't change in an ever-changing world. Literally, the world changes every day. There is something new. There is something else happening. Things are changing. But God is the only consistent thing in an inconsistent world. He's the only consistent person in a world full of inconsistent people. He is a faithful person in the midst of unfaithfulness. 
in spite of what you do, in spite of you being bogus. It's so crazy because this morning in, in my worship time, I was just like, man, Lord, thank you. Thank you for choosing me knowing I would drop the ball. Thank you for choosing me knowing that I would mess up. Thank you for choosing me knowing that I would be unfaithful. Thank you for choosing me knowing that sometimes I wouldn't choose you. And I think that's my why. That is my why. That a God, you know, we're in the middle of Holy Week and a God that would sacrifice his only thing, right? His only son, his only experience as a father, he would sacrifice him and give him the weight of all of my mess ups that hadn't even come yet. And the mess ups of the ones who were doing what they were doing to him, the actual sin that they were committing. He took it all on so that we could have an opportunity to know a God that wouldn't give up on us, to know a God that would choose us in spite of our mess. I'm really trying not to get emotional here, but I think sometimes we need to sit and think about this because when I'm struggling with commitment and I'm struggling with consistency and I'm struggling with sitting down and doing the podcast because I don't feel like it, man, to think about a God who still chose me in spite of knowing that I would do that, a God who decided that I was to die for it even though I am trash majority of the time like the fact that even my trashiest ways he sees the beauty of it I just want to encourage you to take a moment you know whether it's after you listen to this podcast or throughout the week or as we continue through this week of Easter just take a moment to just reflect on the God that you say you serve or if this is your first time hearing about the God that I serve I would like to introduce you to a person who loved you before you even knew him who loved you before before you even took a step or take a step to follow him, he's already made a sacrifice for you. And I think about people that I know that I don't necessarily, I mean, like I know, know that I don't know that I'll be willing to make a sacrifice for. And the fact that it's not contingent upon a step that you make or anything that you could do to earn it, he gave his only begotten son so that whoever chooses to believe in him could have eternal life. And he didn't come to condemn all of the trash that you would do, but he came so that you could be saved. And I just, I am overwhelmed by that this week, y'all, which is why I'm like, okay, Lord, get me back to the why. Like wherever I took a misstep, like get me back in tune with you. Like I I just want to like, you know, you say go right, I'm gonna go right. You say go left, like I'ma just um it's like it used to be a ludicrous song. When I move, you move just like that. And I that's that's the rhythm we need. Like when he moves, I move just like that. And when he speaks, I move just like that. And sometimes I may not understand it. It may not make a bit of human sense, but I am in such a place where I'm like, yo, whether I live or die, it is my passionate pursuit to live a life pleasing to him. And I that is what I want to live by that is my why I want to die pleasing him like I am so in tune with that and so in line with that that it means like God whatever you are asking me to do whatever you are asking me to walk away from whatever you ask me to give up I'm not even concerned about what it looks like on the other side and I know that realistically that doesn't sound right you know we always think okay if I'm going to do step B, I need to know what step A looks like. I need to know what C, D, E, F looks like. And we got to have a plan. We got to know, you know, how are we going to have money? How are we going to pay rent? How are we going to, you know, how are we going to do all these things? And I think while that is wisdom, right, there is a part of that that is wisdom. I can't get hung up there. I 
can't get stuck and not take a step because I'm, there's a fear of the unknown, right? There's a fear of what's going to happen. I think what we have to learn to do is trust God and trust that he's with us and that he never forsake us. And if he's asking us to take a step, hey, Jeremiah 29 and 11, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I got it all planned out. And I think that would help us stay committed to our why because I think we get so distracted by the how, whether it's how we feel. I know there have been plenty of times where I have wanted to walk away from a place that God has called me to because of how I felt. And I'm telling you, man, don't get lost in the how. Get back to the why. Get back to the why. When it's frustrating moments, when you when you are just like, hey, 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 I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> when you when you have to release a podcast, it's at least 20 minutes and you don't have any words to say. Be like, hey, Lord, you know, you brought me to this. So I'll just sit here until you speak because this is your podcast anyway. And I think, man, like that one was for me because it, it is, y'all, like week after week in, in the midst of living life and figuring things out on my own to have to say words to encourage other people. Sometimes I don't have it. And I think that is the most beautiful place to be in. Because then it's like, man, I'm relying on the one who sent me. I'm relying on the one who gave me this platform. Because to be honest with y'all, I didn't know a thing about podcasting. I, I don't even know how some people who find it find it. It's interesting because I read like reviews on the podcasting and they're like, I don't even know how I found this podcast, but I'm grateful that I am. I'm like, girl, I don't even know how we started this podcast, but I'm grateful that I did. <laughs> and it's like, you know, next week um, we are coming up on one year of life in perspective. And I am just honored, you know, that God has just breathe on this thing like he has just allowed it to become its own little thing and I'm honored I am grateful I am humbled that he would entrust life in perspective to me because I didn't have a clue I'm telling y'all I wanted a podcast but it was gonna be called I got questions and I was gonna be asking all the questions that I have about the world (laughs) I love you know I love what God has done through the podcast but I also think you know it's one of the things that helped me to remind me of my why because I'm I'm simply in life in perspective week to week I'm just sharing like the journey that God has me on in life and how he's shifting my perspective of things and how he's revealing to me on different levels who he is I feel like the last couple of months I was just journaling about that this morning that the last couple of months he has been Abba father like I've learned God as a father and sometimes you know a father corrects a father gets you in line a father you know leads you he gives you wisdom he you know he cares for you he shows you that he got you like man and I feel like I have in the last couple of months experienced God as a father and I'm grateful you know I'm grateful of the many faces of God and how he just you know shows himself I am probably rambling and I hope that you guys are getting something out of this but this is kind of just where I am today and I feel like the amazing thing that we do um, on life and perspective is that we just have authentic moments. I feel like there are often times we are all in the same place at the same time in the same moment. And I feel like the way that God is, you know, ordering my steps and revealing things to me that he's doing that through me for you as well. And so I'm just grateful, you know, that he entrusted me with that. And I think this conversation, this dialogue is helping us all reflect on the why, on why we are where we are at the moment in our life and I think it's okay to ask God why like and let me clarify that you know it's okay to ask him to help you define your why too I think oftentimes just religion has taught us it hasn't done us justice in building relationship with God because relationship is like requires dialogue and conversation 
and authenticity and honesty. And I think sometimes because we feel like we have to have this facade of being perfect, that when we don't understand things, when we don't know things, when we are struggling, we aren't honest with God so that he could help us. Like God wants to walk life with us. He doesn't want to be this huge entity that stands outside of our lives and tells us what to do. No, he's like, invite me in. You know, there's a a scripture that says, I behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man would open it, I'm paraphrasing y'all, but if any man would open it, I will come in and he'd sit at the table with you. Somebody who sits at the table with you, that's an intimate space, right? They want to be near you. They want to dialogue with you. They want to grow with you. They want to know what's going on with you and I'm encouraging you as you are on this journey to get back to your why that he stands at the door and knocks man open it up let him in let him into the parts that you hide from everybody else you can trust him with he wants to know them he wants to help you reveal the why of what you're doing he wants to help you reveal the why he called you and why he chose you you know there's a scripture that says um I'm gonna find it First um, Peter two and nine, and it says, "But you are God's chosen treasure, priests who are kings, a spiritual nation set apart as God's devoted ones. He called you out of darkness to experience His marvelous light, and now He claims you as His very own. He did this so that you would broadcast His glorious wonders throughout the world. And so, I'd like to start you there on your journey to getting back to your why. You are a chosen generation." You are a part of something bigger than you. And God brought you out of darkness, whatever your darkness looked like, whether it was, you know, life without him, whether it was life with him and still doing your own thing, whatever your darkness looked like, he brought you out of that to end enjoy to be a part of his marvelous light and he calls you his own man like when you are connected to something you have benefits of whatever that thing is that you're connected to and so I am encouraging you to let him in that door while he's knocking let him sit at the table with you man devote he said now we are his devoted ones when you're devoted to something man that is I'm giving this my life I am for the rest of my life in this thing for the long haul I'm going all in. And he did it so that we would broadcast it to the world. We oftentimes try to hide the darkness that we came out of and only want to show us ourselves in the light. But the amazing thing is that what proves how glorious and how amazing and how dope and how bomb God is, is when you talk about where you were to where you are now so that people who are just like you, people who are in the same darkness you were in can understand that, man, there's a place for me. You know, that a person that I don't even know about. The person I haven't made a decision to follow decided to give up his son for me. Even knowing that there's a possibility that I didn't choose him, but he didn't care. He chose to see me through the finished work of his son and he still chooses to see you that way. And so if you're struggling with your commitment, if you are confused about where you are in your life, I am encouraging you to get back to your why. And just as we said at the top of this podcast, whether we live or die, we make it our life's passion to live lives pleasing to him. And so I am encouraging you to get back to your why, man. It will help stir 
your commitment. It will help stir your faith. It will help you understand why you are where you are and why God is calling you to where he's calling you, man, because it's rooted in him. We don't get stuck on the how, how it's going to get done or how we feel, but we embrace the why and we hold on to that and we trust that. And once we do that, man, God will give us this sense of peace about wherever we are in our journey. And so I hope that I said something today to help put your life in perspective. I love you and I am always praying for you. Hey, we will be right back here next week celebrating one year of Life in Perspective. I love you and this is Life in Perspective. We out.